Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of Maction. I am your host, Mark Speedy, and today we have a special, slightly non sports version of the show. Uh, we are going to talk about the project that I was working on for the last uh, year and a half, two years, um, called Match Me Abroad on TLC. It just is ending. The final episode is going to be this Sunday. And today uh, we are joined by a Green Bay Packers fan from Texas. That's right. He's from San Antonio, Texas, and he loves the Green Bay Packers. Uh, He is the star of Match Me Abroad. We're talking about the one, the only, Harold. Harold, welcome to Maxion on a special TLC 90 Day Fiance version. Hi, Mark. How's it going? I'm glad to be oh, here. I, oh, it's great to have you. Um, Harold and I have been on the same show. He is like the main star. Um, I have no problem saying that. He is the, the big A-list star of the show. And his final episode is going to be Sunday. Uh Harold went to Prague for everybody who's a 90-day fan, and I'm sure everybody listening right now outside of my normal audience who listens for the college football, but there is no college football today because we are still a few weeks away from week zero, so I thought I would explain and explore and show everybody about the other project that I was in, uh, Match Me Abroad on TLC. So if you're here for college football, all right, we'll do it real quick. Colorado is leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12. The Pac-12 just announced a media deal potentially with Apple, and none of the schools in the Pac-12 are solidified together still. So that's pretty much the main story in college football besides the Northwestern hazing scandal. So we're all caught up on college football. (laughs) Now let's get back to CLC's (laughs) Match Me Abroad with our special guest, Harold. Harold, you went to Prague. Yes, I did. I went to Prague. I had never been to Prague. I had never been out of the United States before. This is my first trip abroad. There was so many new things for me on this experience. It was a fantastic experience. It was about a month long. I went there and saw and got to date. It was some of the first dates I'd been on in six years. The pandemic didn't help, and being a starving artist didn't help. I got into nuclear, and that changed my life about three years, well, six years. No, it was about three years ago I changed my life with going into the nuclear industry. Radiation protection tech. Yeah. So, did you have a layover anywhere before you got to Prague, or was Prague the direct flight landing spot from the U.S.? No, there was several layovers. I went from Albuquerque to Colorado to Switzerland. Then I got went to Prague. So you got to see it. You got a little. So technically, you've been to Switzerland. That was your first country. You got to go to the. Correct. I'm assuming you landed in Zurich. Yes, I did. I got my passport stamped there. Oh, perfect. So when I got to Zurich my first time, I had a waiver just like you did, and I walked around the airport. Did you notice anything about the prices in Switzerland? Like, I just went, I just wanted to walk around because I had a couple hours, so I just walked around and and looked at things. And I I noticed that there was a Burger King at the Zurich airport, (laughs) and I'd never been to Switzerland before. Um, mm-hmm. Did you notice any of the pricing differences? Like that, that jumped out at me right away. Your first time out of the U.S., you landed. Yes, in it was Zurich. my first time out of the U.S. and in Zurich, and I had a really short layover, so I went down there, and it was interesting because I had to get down the terminal down to a runway plane 
to a bus, and then to my plane, and then had to go up a ramp. It was a tiny little puddle jumper that went from uh, there to Prague. So you missed so out on the, the prices of the airport in Zurich. Yes, I did. I didn't get to see any so, of the prices. How were the prices? Oh, I mean, compared to the U.S., they are outrageous. Um, now, when you get to Prague, it's completely the opposite. Um, Zurich and Norway are the, the two most expensive places I think I've ever been. So when I landed in Zurich, and I went to Burger King, and this was a few years ago, and I noticed it was mm-hmm. $25 for a burger and fries. Uh, oh, $25? Oh. That's Switzerland is super expensive. It is very expensive. And Norway is the same way. But I was wondering, if that's your the... first experience on the side of the U.S., you didn't get a chance yeah, that was my to see the experience. actual Swiss prices. Okay. Um, when I went to Prague, yeah, I was very excited. It was about 20%. It was about 20% cheaper than uh, the U.S. I was really kind of surprised. Well, I, I live in Los Alamos, Mexico. I'm from San Antonio, but I've been out here in Los Alamos now for about a year, uh, working and so forth, and I really enjoy it. But prices were really different. But they're all calling to or wanting to know about the show. Uh, Prague was oh, beautiful. Oh right, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, we're just trying to get you because I was interested to hear your first impression outside the U.S. And you actually didn't get to see the Switzerland part because the, the, anyone who's not been to Switzerland, it's super expensive. Mm-hmm for us as Americans. Um, but when you get to Prague, everything is much cheaper. So he only got to see the Prague pricing, which is cool. So you get to Prague. What is your first impression of the city? My first impression of the city was after flying for about 30 hours, I got to film. When I first got there, there was a little snippet of a commercial where I'm sitting there and describing the city. I, I wanted to describe all the things that you couldn't see. I wanted to describe the humidity, the air pressure, how the city smelled to give people a real sense of what it was really like to be there. And it was really tiring. But And I did this cool drawing in my black sketchbook I carried around with me the whole time there. And it was just awful. I hadn't drawn in a long time. And I was really out of practice and having so many cameras on me and everyone looking at me, a little bit of pressure. But yeah. Uh, so how was your first uh, Introduction to Morocco. My first day in Morocco, we I landed yeah. coming from Lisbon, and I think I took uh, three flights to get to Morocco. And I am literally on the plane, and I got a text message saying, "We're gonna, go, it's ready to go as soon as you walk out the door." And there were people that I was kind of on the plane with, and I said to them, "I don't know if you guys like attention, but if you don't, I would not stand next to me." Uh, when we get off, because I knew what was waiting for me out there, and because we started the second I got there, and these other people on the plane are like, what do you, really? And I said, yeah, just if you don't want to be, like, around <clears throat> attention, just kind of hang back and uh, let me walk off on, by myself, and they, they were interested to see what was going on, so they ended up following me out, and then they saw what happened, and then they were, they were laughing, and um. They got a big kick out of that. (laughs) Yeah, the people on the plane kind of had an idea what was going to happen to me based on the fact that I stopped as soon as we walked out of the jet bridge. And then they kind of just stood around and everybody was watching to see what was going on. Uh, But then I took a cab and I ended up going past a bunch of camels, which was Mm -hmm. really like eye-opening. You land at this first-class airport in Marrakesh, and the first thing you see is this luxury lifestyle right outside the building, um, right outside the terminal. And the airport's very, it's almost brand new, basically. And there's this, like, private jets everywhere. There's, you know, limos picking people up. And then 
we drive for five minutes and we're going past camels on one side of the street. There's a Burger King and a mall <laughs> on the other side of the street. It's like two different worlds, literally on the same street. And then we get to the middle have and have of not. the old city. Uh, well, the camels were there for tourist rides. So they were there for oh. the people with the, for the house. Yeah, the camels weren't. It was all house, okay. For tour. Yeah, I, I walked by the camels every day because it was right next to the mall. Um, Did you take a ride? The Medina. I never actually got to go on a camel. No, we, we tried to to get a camel thing going and nobody was interested apparently to ride camels with me. Um, but I don't know where oh, they walked. They kind of just walked around the airport. There was like a little patch of dirt around the airport. And I think the camel guy just kind of walked you around for maybe the size of a football field. So we never, I never actually got to ride the camels, but I took pictures of them. And then we get to the Medina, <clears throat> which is the old city. In, in Marrakesh or in Morocco, they have the new city. Even the locals call it new city and old city. The new city is where it looks just like the U.S. I mean, they have malls and parking lots and hotels and casinos and nightclubs, uh, Louis Vuitton store. And then you get to the old city, which is, I don't know, a thousand years old. And they don't even have streets that cars can drive through. You can only go on a bicycle or a uh, moped or motorcycle because the streets are too narrow. And that was I. Are they cobblestone? To see that. Are they uh, just? What are the streets like? Are they cobblestone or is it uh, brick or something? Or um, because they're probably they're all yeah, cobblestone. They're yeah, they're brick or cobblestone. Yeah. Now that I think about it, um, I was like, hmm, what were they? Yeah, they were paved. Um, some of the some of the back streets were dirt, like those they had like, like alleys, but they were mm-hmm. they were dirt. But most of it, like ninety five percent of it, was paved. But you got to either walk. Ride a motorcycle, bike, or a moped. That's the only way to get around in the old Medina. And that's where I lived in Medina for um, about a month. And I made best friends with the two hotel employees, um, Fatima and Sukan. And we did everything together for the most part over the course of a month. So I really ended up at a great place um, with them at my Riyadh. So if anybody wants to know where to visit, um, you can send me a DM on Instagram or an email, and I will gladly push you to the place where I stayed because the two hotel workers will treat you like family because they did to me, and they took me around. Um, yeah, as you were leaving, you even gave them a hug. <laughs> right? Yeah, everybody said that, too, in my last scene. Why are you hugging the hotel worker? That's absolutely weird. But they didn't actually show the fact that Sufyan, who speaks five languages and is single, by the way, I'm assuming a lot of the people (laughs) listening are ladies. He speaks five languages, is super intelligent, and wants to move to the U.S. like almost every other Moroccan guy that I met. Um, The girls, not so much. They don't really want to move here, but the guys all do. And I'm giving him a hug goodbye, and you saw it. You saw the the final scene, and he's he's my best friend there. So, of course, I'm seeing him. I'm missing him. So, of course, I'm going to say I'm giving him a hug, and I'm saying goodbye because I'm going to miss him next week. He became a regular every day. I saw him all day long, every day. So, yeah, it's like living with your best friend or living with your roommate. And he was essentially like my roommate. I had a uh, similar yeah, experience I, with I, the, the hotel. I had a similar experience with the, the manager of the Charles Hotel where I stayed in Prague. He was fantastic. He uh, arranged that fabulous dinner with me where you saw me go downstairs and there's rose petals everywhere. And the single rose, that was him. And there was even a scene that they cut out where I call him and call ahead and say, hey, I'm going to set this up. And what does she like? She likes fish and potatoes, just simple stuff. And 
he gave me his private cook and uh, gave me one of his uh, waiters. It was such a fantastic experience, just the best day ever. And I just wanted to thank Happy, manager of the uh, Charles Hotel. Just it was amazing. Then, uh, oh, I also had the similar experience where I, they got were filming right when I landed. Uh, they were telling me uh, first that I'd have to catch a cab, and I was like, I'd never taken an Uber before because I usually have friends to drop me off at the airport. I drive myself, so I was like, man, how's but that going to work? Never taken an Uber. No, Wait, not until up. that you... point. Okay, you have the Uber app now. <laughs> yeah, now I have the Uber app, and I use it all the time. Okay, but not in Los Alamos. Right, yeah, now I just like, whoa, he's now. never taken an Uber. That's like breaking news. Well, that was a year ago. I, since a year ago, I, I've taken Ubers. But, <laughs> All right, uh, keep going. I, I just thought that was funny. But, yeah, let's hear more about that. Yeah, so they were, you know, kind of putting the fear in me, like, oh, I'm going to have to find my own way to the hotel. Like, crap, man, I hope it's not too far. Maybe I can walk. No, I can't walk. All right, I'll figure it out. And then, like, oh, look, there they are. So they totally threw me for a loop and like, okay, they're going to film me walking in and getting my luggage. I figured that, I guess. And I had no idea Katarina was going to be there. And she's, hi, and this is all your stuff? Yeah, this is all my stuff. I You told me to bring all my outfits. So I actually packed heavier than I would have liked. So I brought way more than I would have liked. I had to struggle to bring a suitcase with a little bit of space in it. So I knew I'd come home with more stuff. But I ended up leaving like several of my comfortable uh branded t-shirts that don't get to be on air tv and they're all left at the hotel oh well but then yeah so i got to the hotel it was amazing then i went out for a walk and that's where they filmed that footage of me drawing that cool little building at the first of my uh, book so your story mm -hmm. focuses on michaela uh tell us what yes. you liked about michaela and how you guys got along um just the last thing we saw you you kind of like it's not really a pop-in because you kind of said you were going to see her, but she didn't really know you were going to see her in her town. So it's like a international pop-in. So everybody knows what it, what that is, is when you kind of like you show up to someone's door and they don't even know you're coming. It's a pop-in. And you kind of explained. Yeah, like, I kind of just showed you up. You said you were going, but she kind of thought it was maybe, oh, she's in my town. What a shock. Yeah, she kind of thought it might have been one of those, oh, yeah, I'll call you. And then they never do. No, I, I said I'd call and be there and visit you in your hometown. And she said, okay, yeah, sure. Like, no, I really showed up. And I was really worried because uh, she was working so much. Uh, I hadn't talked to her between shooting. And it's really weird. My relationship with her was what you see is only on camera. Like, I only got to talk to her on camera till after I left. It was kind of stressful. Like, I and we were when we were talking – like maybe from a, a from the uh, yoga to the train station, uh, they're like, "Oh no, don't talk, don't talk. Uh, you know, we're we're not filming this." Like, well, I, I need to know more about her. And I got to find out she likes Red Dwarf. That's one of my favorite TV shows, and that's one of the sh few shows I actually own on Google Play. And just we had so much connection and so forth. It was amazing. She's beautiful, tall, and nerdy, and she likes cosplay and going to comic cons. And she's just truly amazing. Uh, I was and for everyone that didn't know Harold's story, uh, he likes a lot of those things, too. So if you didn't watch his first episode, this really was, like, these two really did have a lot in common. Um, so it was, like, a really good match that they actually got a chance to meet each other. 
Yes, I had a really long conversation with Katerina, and she got to better understand me and who I was looking for. And I think she just hit out of the park with the match, with our likes and dislikes and personality types and uh, attractiveness levels and so forth. Uh, I saw this one comment on Instagram where that's what you call equally equally yoked. And I thought that was kind of appropriate. And, uh, equally yoked. I like it. I like it. Um, so it got to the yeah. point where you were serious enough to get her a ring. Uh, what was yes, going uh, on in your thought process to someone that you haven't actually messaged on your own? I mean, that's a huge step for someone that you can only talk to when everybody is together. And when I, I did call her on the phone, but you see it on camera. It, it's kind of just weird. Uh, because it was really late at night, and we woke up and had a nice uh, wake up in the morning, and like, oh, time to call her, and film crew's here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was really interesting. So I was talking to her, and in between the yoga date and going to her hometown, I bought a ring. And I also talked to Katerina, and I talked to her about a grand gesture. I was kind of hesitant to buy a ring because I, I wanted something grand to show her how I feel and so forth, and so much more than. Uh, a bracelet or a watch or something of that nature. I wanted something much more personal. Personal to, if you like it, put a ring on it. Yeah, yeah. that's I. My experience was different because I actually talked to Kukana and Huda on my own. So I don't know if we were supposed to do that, but we instantly like changed phone numbers. So I was able to talk to Sukana and who to anytime I felt like it, not just with cameras. So I learned a lot about them, more, actually mm-hmm. way more about them, way when we were just on our own. Um, but that was the, like, I could never be able to do that in real life, where I only get to talk to someone when everybody's together, because they're not going to be super comfortable, because it's, it's different. You know, when you're just, like, sitting on your couch, or in our case, hotel rooms, texting each other, mm-hmm. you're just alone. But when you're with the entire crew, it's not the same. I mean, you know, you we had the same crew, by the way, for everyone who uh, watched the show. The crew that was with me in Morocco went straight to Prague afterwards and then uh, filmed with Harold. So we had the exact same crew members other than the Moroccans that worked with me were different than the local Prague workers, but the Americans were all the same. So I loved working with the crew. I had a great time with all of them. I don't know. I'm sure they the were the same way as you. Oh, yeah, the crew was amazing. I, I loved working with all of them. It was like hanging out with my best friends all day and just laughing all day. Uh, it was so fantastic. Uh, we would have lunch together and then shoot and shoot some more and then go on. Yeah, who's your favorite guy? My favorite guy is Gil. Gil is my favorite. Gil's pretty Gil's good. I, I like um, – I'm forgetting his name now. It's it's, it's uh, Brock. Brock is good. Brock good. and then Shelby, yeah. Rock and uh, Shelby. Oh, by the way, and I, I really like the uh, the sound sound girl. She was good too. Oh, Jay oh, Bear. Yeah, Jay yeah, Bear. Yeah, yeah, Jay Bear. Yeah, Jay Bear. Yeah, but yeah, Gil's yeah, having a awesome. little girl. He's going to be a girl dad in about eight months. His he and his girlfriend are having a baby. Um, and if anybody wants to see what Gil looks like, watch my reel from my time in Morocco. And Gil's in there a whole bunch. Um, You'll see Gil. Yeah, I was happy to see Gil, who lives in L.A., is having a little baby girl early part of 2024. So that's very exciting for him. 
Oh, and my whole story is on Instagram. I was going to throw out my Instagram out there, Harold Davis II. And my whole story is out there. I I had throwbacks from the beginning of my time in Los Alamos and then going through the whole process. And I was trying to make it look like, keep it up with the show because I'm not allowed to show beyond the show. So I just making it as if the show was happening right now, trying to give the audience a little something extra. But then I throw in my art because I'm doing that and so forth right now. In a couple of days, we'll be able to see what you did in Prague all over because the show ends this week on Sunday. So my episodes are over. So that's why I put out my whole story and it's a minute and a half. And I got a lot of comments. Even uh, I just talked mm-hmm. to Statler from uh, the new 90 day show and she goes, and that was amazing. You had all these cool pictures in it. And cause she's been putting out stuff on her own already from her show, but she's mm-hmm. very nice so far. Um, have you? Well, yesterday we got a chance to. Do, you got a chance to meet Rishi and Jamie and Fabulous Scott. Guy. He's awesome. And Scott's awesome oh, too. Rishi, yeah, and Jamie was adorable. I mean, everybody loves Jamie down in Columbia. Uh, oh, what's yeah. it been like meeting? Because you got a chance to meet those guys for the first time, and I've known them for about two months now. Uh, who I like Rishi's or what in, in is the best part of it? I guess just making new friends, getting to know all these people. Before this, I had like three friends my whole life up until about three years ago. Now I have hundreds of friends, and you can say who your friends are. You can tell who your friends are by, hey, I I need to move. Who's going to help me move stuff? (laughs) Although we are getting older, so, you know, they're going to just hire crew now. But Well, I mean, if someone asks me to help them, I always help, you know, when everybody asks me to help them do stuff. If it's, you know, mm-hmm. if it's just me, you know, helping, giving my time, I'm more than happy to help because I don't care. If they're my friends or my family or cousins, I really don't, you know, have any issue with helping people. Um, I, you know, I'll probably get a pizza at the end of the day, so that's good enough for me, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, pizza yeah, here. Like the, the, the five of us have gotten to know each other really well. Uh, Susan, Natalie, Michelle, you, and me. And Chad mm-hmm. was awesome. But Chad didn't last very long um, online with us because he kind of quit the uh, social media. Uh, each other. Yeah, he quit social media pretty quick. Um, and maybe it's just not for him. So we didn't really get a chance to know Chad that well. But the five of us, I think, are all really close now. And I, I think we all get along great. Um, everybody likes each other. Everybody is in the same boat. So... I know I talk to all of you, all four of you, and I'm sure you probably feel the same. Oh, I do feel the same. It was nice. Oh, I haven't told how I met you. Uh, I saw uh, on commercials that you were on the show, and I was like, huh, I wonder. I'll look you up on Instagram. Oh, look, you have an Instagram. I'll say hello. Then we just started texting, and we've only been talking in per- or in voice for a couple of days now. It's really interesting. But we had just talked text back and forth like a couple little girls for hours and hours. Honestly, yeah, back in May, I think is when Harold sent me a message. And I'd seen him on the show already because he was in the trailer, and that came out in April, and I wasn't in anything. So nobody had a clue who I was until the first week that I was going to be on. And Harold sent me a message right away introducing himself, and I responded right away. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect this. Because uh, we didn't know any of each other up until the show started airing. Uh, I didn't know. I knew – um, that people were in Prague, but I didn't know who it was. And I also knew that the other person in Morocco 
was there with me, but I never met them because they kept us apart. And I knew what was going on every day because the local Moroccans and the crew kind of told me all of the antics that were going on on the days that I was <laughs> sitting on the couch <laughs> because it, it, it mm-hmm. wasn't always the, you know, the easiest of days with both of us. Some days were really easy and those tended to be my days. <laughs> the days that the crew did something with someone else were a little more drama filled. Let's put it that way. Uh, but I knew that somebody was there and I just didn't ever meet them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think getting to know everybody. And then the other 90-day cast members has been phenomenal. Everybody's been so nice. And everybody on the 90-day shows all have a similar story. Whether, no matter, everybody deals with the online trolls. No matter who you are, what show you're on, everybody gets the same treatment at some point. And I got mine literally the first two weeks. I My reel, that my number one video that TLC put out, currently has over 2 million views of pure hatred. I mean, I have so many comments, so many likes on that, it, but it's pure hatred. And my entire character from that episode to today did a complete 180. And now yeah, I feel and I feel like me. Now you're. People. Yeah, you're. you're uh, nice I, I feel very blessed. I, I was always like, I, I feel very like the whole time it was, I, I dodged, walked through the raindrops and didn't get wet. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, Harold is like the golden boy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> He's been liked from day one. <laughs> he is liked today, and I'm assuming on Monday, when it's all over, Harold's going to be even more well liked. I like Harold. He's my favorite on the show. Not that I don't like oh, Susan and Michelle, but I mean Harold. I mean he's the star. <laughs> he's just the the A-lister of Match Me Abroad season one. I'm just authentic me. It's just just a person. Oh, yeah, I guess yesterday I saw you with a new look. I didn't expect you to oh, yes, I was, I was expecting a <laughs> the mustache. And I didn't expect that. I was expecting Harold, when he said he shaved for our uh, group live that we did, I was expecting him to be clean shaven, like on the show. And no, he wasn't. He showed up with this great looking mustache. So if anybody, I think you should post a picture of that so everybody can see you with the mustache. So that was a good mustache. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'll have to shave and get rid of the shadow. Put on a nice oh, t-shirt. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Whenever you're, I think Sunday would be a great day to put that on because that's your big finale. Yeah, that would be a good day. <laughs> you're Maybe gonna I'll post some art later and, and uh, some videos and have the mustache and just do it real subtle like, like yeah, oh, here I am. Something, I'm thinking Sunday like before while 90 Day is on and then depending on what, what time your segments hit, uh, I would think that's when you want to light it up and go with the big mustache picture. So, yeah, whenever you're like, maybe take a Friday or whenever you shave normally. I think, yeah, you want to like make an impact. And I was like, Harold, you look like such a bad guy. <laughs> like, not in a good way, though. You're like, oh, he's a tough guy now. Harold out there in the wild, wild west of New Mexico. Looking sharp, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I was suspenders. Like, totally... Oh, yeah, you did get some suspender, uh, like, endorsement offers, I think, yesterday, which was kind of funny. Oh, they're excited my DMs, so I just... <laughs> oh, I'll have to put a link on Amazon or something. I think That'll you should come up with your own brand, the Herald Suspenders. Oh, I like the metric ones. I mean, the rulers there, they give a measure of demand, as I like to say. Har, har. So, 
<laughs> you, have you been anywhere since Prague, uh, um, other than in the U.S.? Have you gone to another country? No, I haven't. I've just been in the U.S., just okay. here working. So your next place, where are you, where are you? what are your top three destinations you want to hit? Because now you're a world traveler. You're moving on to country number three. I'll even give you credit for Switzerland, even though you didn't go to Burger King. <laughs> well, then I would have to throw Germany in there because on my way home, that was 48-hour flight. I was really tired. Then I had to drive an hour and a half. No, I drove an hour uh, from Santa Fe to Los Alamos. Uh, but so, yeah, I, I was in Germany for a hot second. But my next top three, I guess Vietnam, maybe Paris, and Australia. Uh, so there, each uh, one is different. Oh, very for different. Like, uh, uh, I'd say Vietnam for the people, uh, Paris for the art, and Australia for the view. Australia and all the cool things that can kill you. For the view the and for the nature summer. and whatever. You want to go in the Australian summer because it's winter here. So that's a great time to go to Australia. Okay. If you're, you want to go in like December or January. I'm, I wouldn't oh, go now okay. because it's like December there or January. But days are really short. Because I just went to New Zealand in February, which was the end of their summer. And it was daylight up until like 8 o'clock. So right now it's their pure winter. So it would be like mm -hmm. the really short days where it's getting dark at 5 o'clock. So if you're going to go there, you want to go in the winter time, the North American, Northern Hemisphere winter. Um, uh, let's see. Do you have any questions for me? Since we've gotten a lot of stuff out of you today. Um, oh, I feel like I'm in front of a Google search engine. Uh, there's just so much I could pick your brain about. There's unlimited amounts of sports. What is your favorite oh, college you know, team? My favorite oh. college team is obvious. My old team, Northern Illinois, NIU. We open up the season uh, September 2nd at Boston College. I do not plan on going as of now, but I mean, I guess anything can happen. Um, oh, big question. Would you, do another, uh, would you do another uh, TV show on TLC? The answer to that is yes, emphatically yes. Um, I would love to do... Uh, on the Discovery Time Warner Network, a travel show. The, there's plenty of awesome. opportunity. I think a travel show, because I've now been to 47 countries and all 50 states, including D.C. and Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. So I kind of got all the U.S. Right. stuff done, but I would love to do a travel show internationally to show how people can get uh, travel deals for very little money. Like when I, I've gone to Asia four times, I've never spent more than six hundred dollars on my plane ticket. Total. Round we should get that rolling with a hashtag. We should get that rolling with a hashtag. Mark travel or something like, like that. You can go balling on the whole planet for a very <laughs> little amount of money. And I just went to Peru and I saw Machu Picchu. I think the whole. I think my plane ticket there. My plane because it's pure. It's straight summer. So I think the ticket was like seven hundred something. So yeah, yeah. But I also went at the peak of uh, travel season. But the hotels were cheap. Um, everything there was relatively cheap. So I think I might have spent like 1500 bucks total, and I was there for a week. But I can show everybody, I think, how to do that in their own world. Like, if you want to go to Europe, it's not impossible, everybody. If you want to go to Africa or Asia or Australia, you know, Australia is kind of an expensive plane ticket all the time. It's about $2,000. 
on average, Ooh. but you can get them for you can get the Australian plane tickets for like eleven or twelve hundred when they're on sale, and that's when you want to go. If you want to save eight hundred bucks, go when it's on sale. You know, take the time off work those days. Don't go when it's two thousand dollars, because that's when it's going to be the most expensive. Um, but there's the planet is so easy to fly around to from the U.S. I think it'd be so easy for me to show everybody how to get deals and how to go see things that are just like out of every some people's like mindset of, well, this is impossible. I can't go to Egypt and see the pyramids. Well, yeah, you can. I, last year I booked a ticket to Egypt for 450 bucks. I didn't actually use it, but it was in October, the off season round trip. It was 450 bucks, I think, to go to Cairo. So well, now that you've been in the show business, you should just give yourself a promotion to producer and uh, be writer, producer, and uh, talent. Just oh, produce your I own show. Get a cameraman. Produce my own. Oh, my! In my head, I've already got this thing. You know, that. I mean, I don't need anybody's help. <laughs> I just need somebody to green light the show, and I will produce 30 minutes of entertaining TV or 22 minutes without commercials. I already. I don't need a producer. <laughs> I don't need a writer. <laughs> I need a camera person, uh, a sound person. Yeah, that's what I'm and, You'd be your own yeah. producer, and you're. And I need just get a camera. I need Harold as my wingman. Sure, and if I get a show, you'll be my wingman. Um, yeah, if you want to come see, you know, travel for free, and we'll go show people how to, you know, have fun in other places. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I could use a guy like you on the show. <laughs> Definitely. I'll get I, don't that need, I don't need a writer. I don't need a producer. <laughs> I can do everything in my head and write it down and do it all on my own. Um, but, yeah, I think I would love to do a travel show. I mean, if they offered me another opportunity – on a different 90-day kind of show, I would probably do it as well. Um, but maybe I could do both. And I know that there's a man versus food. And I know Casey is the current host. And I would love to fill in on a pizza challenge or a milkshake challenge, something where I can probably succeed. Like the, I don't know if you ever, have you ever mm-hmm. watched Man versus Food? Yes, I have. I enjoyed the show. No, I don't think I can win a lot of these but I can sure go down trying. <laughs> the, the pancake one in Honolulu, so mm-hmm. um, it was the size of a pizza tray, a pancake, like the size of a massive pizza. I can't possibly eat all that. And I know that. This has so much starch from the pancake and flour, but I'm going to go down and, yeah, it. Syrup, and I might throw up on TV and I'm sure people would laugh, but I'm going to try. I, I would totally try every single one just to see if I can do it. Um, but I, yeah, I think those kind of, uh, those two things would, I would love to have a chance to do. What about you? Would you, would you do another show? Oh yes. I'd love to do another show and I have ideas and one idea I've always thought was really fun. It was, I'd want to do clean jobs, you know, the jobs that everyone else wished they had where for a day I'd go do whatever job was the most pleasurable, the easiest, the most fun. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to cause too much envy, naming out what they are right now, but I'd probably do like Discovery and say, hey, write in for your job is awesome, and I'll go out and do that job for a day. So you want to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, basically, <laughs> for a day. <laughs> you can Maybe replace Dan Prescott for a nice uh, uh, skit. <laughs> or something like that, or uh, – some CEO for an afternoon for, you know, some international business meeting or uh, masseuse to the stars or I don't know. 
So you've got ideas. I like it. I like it. So if anyone's listening from TLC or Time Warner Discovery, Harold is ready to do a different type of show altogether. You've seen the dirty job show. Well, Harold's doing the good job show. He can go be a movie yeah, star for a good job. <laughs> he can go be a college be professor and teach for afternoon. He can go be the first of the plane. Well, actually, you better be the co-pilot. I don't trust you. <laughs> and we better have oh, a good. You could pretend to be the co-pilot of the day. Because you can't land a plane. Oh, co-pilot. Yeah. You can put uh, the cockpit, but it's probably against FAA rules. Probably not. I haven't you got my paperwork done yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, we're going to need, I think legally we're going to need two pilots. You can just sit in the back and pretend to be a pilot. Like in the, like in the, the jump seat, because I don't think they're going to let you pretend to be a pilot. <laughs> well, that would be the easier job. <laughs> you sitting in the back pretending to be a pilot in the jump seat? Yeah. yeah. We'll just, we'll, we'll yeah. go with that one. I'm, you know, won't be as under, but the, the people on that plane will be very grateful that you're not flying it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how comfortable I'd be sitting on the plane knowing Harold is my pilot for the day. Whoa, 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 I'm getting off. Does he know how to fly a plane? No, not at all. Do, he's do. wearing the uniform. Yeah, yeah, let him go out there by himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that idea. A good job. Yeah. But, yeah, there's some really awesome jobs out there that you could easily pretend to do for a day. You could be an NBA superstar, too. You could be like LeBron That'd be cool. James. Like the Lakers or something. Or, yeah. No, no, I just want to see you out there going up against, like, the Golden State Warriors in practice. You know, just you out oh, there. Okay. <laughs> For a moment, I was thinking a uh, boxer and then, like, you know, how much going against uh, Tyson for, like, one punch. Like, whoop, there, career over. Well, there isn't going to be a second punch. We we already know that. <laughs> no, no, it's two hits. It's him hitting eight and I hit the four. No, right, right. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to need a second punch. I, you thought for some reason I thought you were going to make it to a second. No, I, he's going to hit you one time. You're you're down. <laughs> if any professional yeah. boxer hits either of us, we're both going down. There isn't going to be a second punch. I don't think I'll be getting up, and, and I know you won't be getting up. No. Yeah, even with the head you're on, I'm still going to go down hard. Because you're not going to see it. that It comes that fast. You wouldn't even see it. You'd just feel yourself hitting the floor. It would be so quick. <laughs> oh, how did I get on the ground here? I think I'm done. Yeah, that lasted five seconds. And most of it's you falling, not even him punching. Yeah, I'd be on the ground. Count it out. Count it out. <laughs> no, time out. No, you'd be lucky if you're still awake. <laughs> the guy will be, like, checking on you. Are you alive down there? The referee? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any – let's see. Do you want to – do you have any questions about – Morocco, or uh, I'll, I will say Sukena from the show is amazing. She mm-hmm. was um, my friend. We're still friends. So I like Sukena a lot, and we keep in touch every every week, every other week. Uh, do you keep in touch with Michaela at all? Yes, yes, I do. So you guys are friends. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, I won't talk about that much uh, till, till after Sunday. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I do know the the story for Sunday is your big finale, and it's the capper to the entire season. I know what happens, but I want everyone to out there to go watch Harold on Sunday. He is uh, going to surprise everybody, I think. Um, and then Monday. It surprised uh, me. 
Oh, no, I, I was definitely surprised. Um, uh, I know I, Susan. More weird than fiction. Like, Susan had a you great know, experience. Whatever you yeah, it was a really good experience, and uh, I can't wait for Sunday. Oof, I can't wait for Sunday either, because mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen any of Harold's episode on Sunday, but I know what happens, but I haven't seen it, so I'm excited to watch it as well. Um, I don't know, do you have anything else you want to talk about, about Prague? Prague was fantastic. Uh, the food was great. The people were really nice. Although I was in a tourist area, so I didn't get to meet that many locals. And when I was there, the crew did encourage me to try and find uh, a local woman uh, to be on the show, and they really weren't interested. Uh, it, it was just kind of like that, I guess. It was kind of hard to find dates that were uh, you know, wanting to do the show and wanting to meet meet me. I was told the same thing to go out in Morocco and yeah, if I met somebody, great. That would be something that, uh, you know, we could ask them if they wanted to be on too. And I did meet people out in Morocco on my own. Most of them were from France and that really didn't work. So uh, the local Moroccan girls that I met in real life on my own really weren't interested in being on a show because it's not for everybody. Um, It's a lot different than just walking around. Um, yeah, being on a show is completely different than just hanging out with somebody walking around in real life. Uh, and it's not for everybody. Uh, I know you've, you've enjoyed the experience. I've, I really enjoyed it after the first two episodes. I really came to like it. Um, and I think everybody else that we've had on, uh, Susan, I don't think would do it again. Uh, Nathalie, I don't think would do it again. Uh, we both know Maria from Columbia, who was with Chad. Mm-hmm. She has uh, her big ending is on Sunday as well. Um, she's the nicest person um, in real life. I've talked to her. Have you talked to her at all? Oh yes, I've talked to her some. Yeah, we, we talked. So I'll have to talk to her again soon. Just... Yeah, she's extremely nice um, in person. So, mm-hmm. what you saw in her story that we all saw together uh, was really her crying. Uh, she's not faking it. She was really upset, and. I talked to her and I kind of, you know, messaged her. You know, she was with her mom one day and we were talking. So I've kind of gotten to know that she's a really big family person and she she and her mom do a lot of things together. So she's uh, very sweet and nice in real life on top of being one of the most beautiful women that's ever been on TLC, uh, which is obvious. I don't think we have to say that out loud. Um, she's yeah, actually very nice in person. Oh, yeah, hands down, easily. Um, but she's as nice as a person as she appears to be on TV. Um, so I was kind of shocked when I saw that, um, her getting yelled at for nothing uh, last week. And I working really, out and making I didn't really like watching was, that. Yeah, that was hard to watch. And it was hard because I, I know who she is now in, in, from talking to her because she and I uh, have talked basically since the very beginning and she watches the show on TLC Go down there. So... These actually are like real friends where she even uses my login to watch the show live. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. I mean, she was one day like she was messaging me, I have to wait like five days. I said, no, you don't. I'll just let you log in. And uh, she watches it on Sunday live too, just like the rest of us on TLC Go. Um, 
but yeah, Sunday, I, you know, I'm interested to see how it ends on Sunday for her. I kind of have an idea because she's kind of told me that it gets a little bit better um, than the last episode, but yeah, she's super nice. Um, I mean, you're my favorite. Who's your favorite on the show? Out of the, I mean, if we'll count Maria, there's uh, six of us. Um, you, Susan, Nat, Michelle, and we'll, we'll, we'll throw Maria in there because I know Maria really well, and I think you know her too. I'd say you probably, because first uh, we talked the most, and Susan, uh, just everyone's really great on the show. I, I Everyone who talks to me is uh, great. Yeah, everybody that we talk to, we all get along. So I've gotten questions about do we actually talk to each other. And, yes, the five of us and Maria actually do talk to each other all the time. Um I probably hear from Susan every day. I hear from you almost every day. Michelle, I hear from like every other day, but you know, Michelle mm-hmm. is pretty much on the, the regular message. And Nat, when I message Nat, she'll respond. Um, she's been done now, I think for three weeks or four weeks already. So she's kind of all kind of moved on already, but I still, you know, I messaged Nat yesterday and tried to get her to join us. Um, and she was busy, but yeah, I talk to Natalie all the time. She's amazing. Um, all five of us really get along. And, yeah, Chad, we probably would like, but he kind of disappeared. Um, and that's okay. Maybe it's just not for him. Uh, but I actually met Chad in person in New York, and he was actually very nice. So nothing bad to say about him on the day that I met him. But overall, it was a great experience. I, I think you feel the same. Yes, I feel the same. Uh, it was a great experience, and I'd love to do it again. Not exactly the same show, but, you know, again. Maybe uh, we'll see you on a 90-day show. Maybe. And do you want to come back for a part two wrap-up episode here on Maxim on the Bleed Sports Network after your final episode? You can then you can tell whatever you fun. want about how it ends. That would be really good. Thanks, Mark. Uh, I'll do that. Well, good night. I'm going to get rolling on. Thanks for having me on your show. All right. No problem, Harold. Thanks for joining us here on Maxim. Now, again, everybody who's a regular listener, or if you're a 90-day fan and you just want to hear me talk about college football with people, come back at week zero, like August 27th. We'll have a preview of the Mac, my conference. And I actually have two degrees from the MAC conferences, so there's two schools that I technically can claim. We will talk about football. But until then... If you like what we did today, we'll do it again with Harold or Susan or Natalie um, or Michelle between now and the college football season. Because, honestly, we don't have any college football to talk about. So if you want to hear more of this, I'm going to post it on my Instagram. It's going to be on the network, and I'll put it on Twitter. Like it, and I'll try to do more of these between now and college football. So thank you for Harold coming on today. Thank you, thank you thank to you. Discovery Time Warner for having us. And, yeah, if you like this and make a comment on it on Instagram for me or Twitter, and I'll try to get one of my other castmates back so that we can hear their side of the story because every person here has a different uh, experience. Now, here and I have a similar experience with the same crew, but we work together. So everybody's going to have a different story. If you want to hear their story straight from us, I'm more than happy to do it, Um, but thank you for listening. I am Mark. That was Harold. Uh, I will see everybody, hopefully with Harold, here next week after his episode for part two. 
And let's try to get Susan, Matt, and Michelle on. And we can even get Maria. I'm sure Maria will do a phone thing with us. So uh, thank you, everybody, and I will see you soon. And college football is only – it starts this month, everybody. So let's be excited. And if you're here from 90 Day and you want to come. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.